listener exclusive. It's Matt Collins for breakfast, the podcast edition. G'day, Matt Collins from Triple M Brecky. Great to hang out with you on the podcast edition. And I hope you're feeling Olympic because in the studio this week, we heard from proud Wagga-born superstar and gold medal Olympian, Alicia Lucas. She was in our patch going to some of the local schools, including Murrumbidgee High. And we invited her in the Triple M studios to have a bit of a chat before going to meet some of the local kids. Let's have a listen. Here she is, Olympian Alicia Lucas. Now, listen, it's not often I get really energised and, uh, you know, feeling Olympic, uh, ready for a bit of exercise, but today I do, and it's because we have Olympic gold medalist Alicia Lucas right here in the studio. Alicia, good morning to you. Good morning, Matt. Thank you so much for having me on. Well, it's good to have you in the studio because you were walking around the Triple M studio trying to find the door. Yeah, this is the hardest place to get into. <laughs> I thought you'd roll out the red carpet for me. You, you, you got into the Olympics with <laughs> with less hassle than getting <laughs> yeah. into Triple M. I could have broke into all the that's competitions right. and villages there, but definitely can't get into the grip of oh, Triple M studio. Right. So it's exclusive place, yeah. Alicia, but we have let you in and we're, we're glad for it. Uh, now you're heading out, well, yesterday you're in uh, Collie Amberley, today the Murrumbidgee uh, Regional High School. It's all part of Olympics Unleashed program. Tell us a bit more about that. Yeah, it's a really cool program that the AOC runs, Australian Olympic Committee runs, um, in order to give exposure to students, to Olympic athletes, to help try and inspire them along a path that shows whether it's sporting journey or something school academic, but mm. kind of provides them the opportunity to see people from their region or from the area or, or just everyday Australians that have ended up doing some really incredible things and share their stories and hopefully inspire them to um, unleash their potential is the, is the hashtag and what it's all about. Well, you certainly have uh, from little old Wagga. Played uh, touch footy for Australia. And this is interesting because you did a World Cup uh, for touch football. You came home to a letter in the mail. Alicia, tell us about that letter. Yeah, we went away to the um, 2011 Touch Football World Cup over in Scotland um, where we won that and came home and Rugby Australia had just won the bid for sevens to be included in the 2016 Olympics. At Rio. At Rio and they realised they didn't have enough players. <laughs> didn't have any players. <laughs> so they sent out a nationwide recruitment to female athletes they thought had the poti- potential to transition across and I was fortunate enough to be one of those girls that they thought right. um, had a little bit of spark about her and and could transition into a rugby player. So tell us how such a letter goes. You've just come back from playing touch football for Australia. Rugby Australia says, oh, we're going to the Olympics. We haven't got enough players. Uh, You get a letter. What does it say? Um, It invited me along to the a camp at the Australian Institute of Sport, and I thought that was the absolute bee's knees. Mm. I'd just been to the World Cup where we had to fundraise and do the sausage sizzles and pay your way to represent your country. And here, Rugby Australia were going to fly you from your hometown to the capital city. So I was thinking I'm getting a private jet from Wagga to Canberra. Of course, of course. Um, And they were going to accommodate you for three days and they were going to teach you the basics of rugby if you've never done it. Uh Because here I was opening this letter thinking, this is my literally Willy Wonka golden ticket to the Olympics, but I've never played this sport before. I don't even know who the Wallabies are. (laughs) And I'd had a few girlfriends that had transitioned from 
attached to rugby for the 09 World Cup that the Aussie girls uh-huh. won. Um, so so you had, knew it was possible. I knew it was possible, but never in, in my realm um, did I ever think that I would be considered, um, especially never have made, been able to have made a tackle before mm. in my life mm. until that first camp. So I stocked up on every piece of protective gear that you could imagine. <laughs> I had the headgear, I had the shoulder pads, the mouth guard, you know. I well, knew see, I was going to get all that knowing you were coming, coming into the yeah. studio today. Well, I even wanted to get shin guards, and I knew that was just for hockey or soccer. <laughs> um, so, yeah, went along to the, to the camp and got a rude awakening to what it was like to try and tackle a um, traditional rugby player. Um, but I was hooked. I loved it. I well, love a challenge. And What's it was... interesting, Alicia, is that your first ever proper game of rugby union was for your country. <laughs> So, so someone like me, you've got to play in the, you know, uh, back of Burke somewhere for years and years and years, try your best to make a little rep team and work your way up. You went straight to playing for your country. Yeah, it's pretty phenomenal to look back at now and, and pretty silly to be able to chuck in a bunch of girls that are playing for the Australian team. There's a movie in competition. that, yeah. <laughs> But that's what the times were back then. Now that's unfathomable because of the pathway yes. that that program has developed for young girls and you're waking up and you're playing club and you're playing domestic because that's available. But that wasn't available for me when I was a young girl. I didn't start playing until I was 18 years old. And other girls were playing for Australia a lot later in life as well, 24 leaving full-time jobs, careers, to become these professional sevens players. Mm. So it's pretty cool to see that that time frame's changed and I don't think anyone ever will have their first game for Australia again. No, and, and it is a credit to uh, to the game, isn't it, that it has grown in such a way. And off-air, we're talking about rugby league or at least the women's uh, NRL competition and it's just gone gangbusters the last couple of years. Yeah, it's incredible how the landscape in Australian sport and female sport has really shifted um, and there's so many opportunities opportunities for young girls that are waking up every day to think, hey, maybe I'll play NRLW, maybe I'll play NRLW, maybe mm. I'll play for the Wallaroos, or heck, I'll even go to the Olympics and play Rugby Sevens. That's right. So it's really, really cool. And outside of the traditional sports that we still have in our country of netball and swimming and athletics that we excel in as well, that these all these um, footy codes that are just competing with each other and driving the market, which is really exciting. If a girl from Wagga can do it, why can't I? Yeah, 100%. Um, you, go to, you go to the schools, you'll be at uh, Murrumbidgee High today after nine o'clock. Um, tell us about some of the, the questions you, you get from, from the kids. Is there any, any ones that sort of, have, you know, a bit more, more memorable? Um, I had a really good question from one of the students yesterday about would I change anything in my career or my path um, to get me where I am today? And it like really made me reflect and, and think about that. And I thought that was really insightful from um, from a really young student. Mm. Um, but you get the, the traditional questions of what's the village like? Who's the coolest person you've met? Who's the hardest person to tackle? And, and all of those ones, which are really fun. And I think a what lot is of, the village like? That's a good yeah, question. <laughs> the village is, in, is insane. Were you a single girl at the time. I mean, no disrespect at all, but I'm just interested. <laughs> no, I was with my um, my husband at You're the time. Um, and he came over to watch, which was really cool. But I think the biggest takeaway from a lot of the school visits I get is not the message that I'm trying to portray, but a lot of it is the fact that <laughs> there's free McDonald's in the village and they absolutely, hang on, what? <laughs> I see them all, their eyes light up, their ears perk up. They're like, hang on, sorry, what? Is free McDonald's? True? And I, I tell the story how they accidentally have, um, put in the, in the menu that one packet of nuggets was equivalent to 10. 
nuggets, so a 10-pack of nuggets with with one serving. And so I went up to the counter post-victory, winning, you know, I'm pumped that I get to have my free free Maccas. And I did my regular order. I want a 20-pack with with a medium medium fries (laughs) and a medium Coke and sweet and sour sauce. It's taking forever. I'm like, where is my McDonald's? It's I, only did, 20 and nuggets. And I want to be like, did you not know I've won a gold medal? Like, come you don't on, know who I am. The, I know that everyone else gets to have it for free, but come on, we've got the gold. And they're like, it's coming. Like, just wait, please wait. Order 426. It's coming. It's coming. And I was like, oh, my God, this is taking forever. I'd accidentally ordered 200. <laughs> that is so good. Did I you was, eat 200 the, nuggets, Alicia? I was the Santa Claus of... <laughs> The village <laughs> handing out nuggets like no tomorrow. I probably put away about forty, oh, and nice. then shared shared the rest amongst the team and along the line that was waiting to get in as well. Two hundred nuggets, I love that. Um, so it's it's. Uh, I've got so many questions about McDonald's, <laughs> but I'm going to leave them for contractual reasons. Um, the gold medal. You haven't brought it in this morning. Oh, it's in the car. Is it? Oh, I'm very disappointed. We'll get a photo after the fact. It's just for the, the kids, but I, yes. can, I can go and get it. If yes. you let me back in to this fortress. If you get some nuggets, we might sort something out. Uh, tell us about that, getting up on the podium, that gold medal, or you know, the opening ceremony, the closing ceremony. What was the standout for the, of the Rio Olympics for you? Um, I think probably once we got the medal on. Um, I'm number 10, so I went 10th in the line to, to get it put around my neck. And you look down and everyone's going, it's so heavy. <laughs> and you're like, okay, brace yourself. It's so heavy. And then the the PM of Brazil puts on your neck and you're like, oh my God, this it is, is heavy. heavy. <laughs> and then to be able to, um, after that, once we'd sung the anthem and had all the tears out, run up into the crowd and mm. And give that medal to our family. I'm getting emotional again. Mm. But give that medal to our families and friends that were there is like hands down Next highlight level. pinnacle. Yeah, I it's really that. cool. Uh, seven seven plus years on and still getting emotional about it. That's what the Olympics is all about, folks. I'll never know about it. But thankfully, uh, Alicia can tell us, and she'll be at Murrumbidgee High today from uh, from 9 o'clock. Do they put anything on for you, for free nuggets or anything? <laughs> I really hope not. I'm trying to actually inspire that you get the rewards for the nuggets after you do the hard work, and yes. that's, that's a message of enjoying the hard work. But I get to luckily present some medals to them Um with being state champions that they have. So I get to present their medals. They've got the girls with the state champs and the boys with a runner-up as well. So really cool from this Riverina area to have such incredible athletes that are coming through and representing Griffith on the big stage. So to be able to support them will be really cool as well. It uh, certainly is, and it is really cool to have you in the studio today. Alicia Lucas, thanks for your time. Thank you so much. A listener exclusive.